like the show? Want to listen to episodes early? Consider becoming a patron. Starting at the $3 a month level, patrons get access to a custom patron-only feed where we put out episodes of Upstairs Studio podcasts like the Child Care Bar and Grill, Miss Becky's Classroom, That Early Childhood Nerd, the Renegade Rules podcast, and others early. That feed is just for patrons. You could be one of them. Go to patreon.com slash playvolutionhq or click the link in the show description to learn more. Hey everyone, it's Heather. I know you're here to listen to the podcast, but did you know I also offer all kinds of online consulting services? Stuff like webinars, book studies, curriculum training and consultation, and even companion activities for podcast episodes to use for staff development. If you're interested, you can check out my website at www.thatearlychildhoodnerd.com or you can email me at heather at thatearlychildhoodnerd.com. Thanks for listening. Grab your highlighters. Can't find them? They're probably right there in your pocket protector. It's time for that Early Childhood Nerd Podcast. Let's get nerdy. Here's Heather. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of That Early Childhood Nerd. I'm Heather Burnt Santee, and you will not believe who I've got on with me today. <laughs> it's uh, Rusty Keeler. Rusty, tell everybody about yourself. Hi, everybody. I'm Rusty <laughs> Keeler. <laughs> and I am a natural playscape designer um, who works with early childhood folks all over the country, all over the world, to create beautiful spaces for children. Uh, that have hills and pathways, sound elements, you know, all mud, sand, water, chickens, all the good <laughs> stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I've, I've gotten to travel all over and seen amazing people doing amazing stuff in, in great environments and stuff. And, and I'm also an author and speaker. And yeah. So, um, t- uh, two things I want to make sure that we mention specifically um, you have uh, like a video series. The playful, mm-hmm. is it playful parenting? No. What's it no, called? I had, actually, I've been doing Rusty's Backyard. Rusty's Backyard. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I just watched yeah. some last night. But yeah, okay. yeah, the YouTube channel, I have yeah. Rusty's Backyard. And then I have all these uh, online classes that I've been working on and putting cool. up too about natural yeah. escape design okay. and risky play and stuff. Awesome. So that's a great resource for folks. But today we're, we're going to talk specifically about your new book, which is called yeah. Adventures in Risky Play. What is your yes? There it is. Yes, there it is. I have my first copy. <laughs> the, I mean, I just, I've, I've got the the sample so far but yeah. the photos are beautiful and amazing and inspiring thank you so um i and i have every you know confidence that the words will also be <laughs> so i'm excited and um here's here's the quote that we're going to use to start uh the conversation and it comes from very early in the book like the introduction part um but you say we all have our own comfort levels when it comes to risky play and we have our own internal struggles but we also have our own dreams for our children. We want them to thrive and be healthy, happy, and safe in the long run and in the now. Uh, that choked me up a little bit when I read it. Um, and I, I, just, I just sort of want to turn you loose on risky play. Um, but, but first, I want to sort of um, stick this in there. Um, I, I taught a, 
behavior cla a class on guiding behavior at a community college this summer. And I started, started to try and introduce the idea of risky play is not misbehavior and um, that movement and, and there's needs being met during risky play. Um, and that seemed like just really something they'd never thought of before. So that surprised me because I've been reading a lot about it lately. So I think there might be some in the audience who are just really starting to think about this idea of risky play and, and having our own yeses. Um, so I'm excited. I'm just excited to hear you talk. Um, but I, it, can I ask you first just to sort of talk about that quote a little bit? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that in some ways that quote kind of sums it all up. Mm -hmm. um, and especially for early childhood educators and professionals and, and parents and teachers and, and really everybody who supports play and wants to support children in their ultimate growth to their fullest potential, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, specifically with the book, I'm, I'm looking at people who love play, that support play. Um, and I've got to speak into that. And we know that the beauty, you know, the, there's the beauty of play and the importance of play in child mm -hmm. development, right? So the, the idea is how can we just continue to say yes? And so a lot of people do say yes, but a lot of people say no to certain things that are risky. And in some ways, the idea of risky play, it's kind of a funny word, really, because in, it's not really risky play to the child. It's more like risky to the adults. Yeah. And it's like, what is our comfort level with different kinds of play? Mm -hmm. And ultimately, we that whole quote about um, short-term short safety and long-term safety. And mm -hmm. of course, when we're working with children, our own children, but if we're also in the caregiving for other people's children, yeah. we want a kind of safety in the now. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, we don't want anybody hurt or scratches or, you know, anything to happen. And if you're, if you're a child care provider, when parents come back, you want to send the kids off, <laughs> you know, whole, right? Yeah. Yes, know, yes. All, their, all their pieces still on. Um, uh-huh. But I think, you know, there's, there's been a lot of factors that have kind of led to this, but that, that there's been a heightened emphasis on the safety in the now, yeah. or safety, 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 safety. And I'm all for safety. <laughs> I'm, all right. for, I'm all for children not getting badly hurt. Yeah. But when we focus just on the negative, just on the safety, and just on, you know, that moment, uh -huh. uh, it may keep children from having some bumps and bruises, I think like falling off of a fallen log. I think like, you know, that's kind of my standard, like simple yeah. thing that if we can wrap our minds around risky play a child balancing on a log or whenever we see anything risky that, mm -hmm. that makes us, it's, it's like what makes the adult uncomfortable? <gasps> they could fall. And, and then we're good at, and the book talks a lot about this. It's like an internal thing. We're good at seeing the bad things that could happen. Yeah. Right. You could fall, you could break your <laughs> leg, you could poke your eye out, you know, right. the list goes on and on. But what we, what we ultimately want children to do is to be able to learn to assess risk themselves mm -hmm. so that they can make the choice of saying yes or no. Yeah. Right. For, yeah. Yeah. So, so often um, when I talk to, um, so at one of my jobs, I work with a lot of graduate students and we do a clinic for preschool children. Um, so when I'm talking to them and every semester, it's a new group. So it's a new conversation every semester. But when I'm talking to them or when I'm talking to parents about our approach to allowing some risk, immediately they all go to, you mean it's okay with you if kids just get hurt? And, and it's difficult to get past that because I know it's coming from that protective urge that anyone who's working with children sort of 
has that internal urge to protect children. Um, so what, what, what do you say to folks who think, oh, you just don't care enough to keep them safe? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, well, this is a PG show, so we can't really say what I'd oh, say. No, I'm just kidding. We swear on this show. Oh, you do? Oh, all right, all right. Look out. It has an explicit warning. <laughs> oh, I'm good, good. No, no, no. I, I, I totally get, I totally get what, you know, people don't, we don't want, we don't want kids hurt. That's, that's yeah. simple. That, that should be the bottom line. And that's the bottom line with my book and all that. But ultimately, we want children to be able to be safe and succeed in the long run. Mm -hmm. And so that's, there's a safety conversation. And, and the idea of like wanting children to be able to assess risk for themselves and make their yeses and make their noes, that's what we want. Because when they get older, we want them to be able to say yes or no. Whether they, whether they want to jump off something high or climb in something that's a little dangerous, we want them to feel inside like, I can say yes or no to this. Yeah. As opposed to a, a teacher or an adult just always saying, no, 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 no. And, and that often comes because we see that the bad things that happen. Right. That could happen. We're making yeah. it out of all this is really in the adults, in the adults internal environment in, in ourselves. Mm -hmm. We are making this stuff up. So I, I'm, what I'm saying in the book is, well, let's also make up the good stuff that could happen. Yeah. Right. So we're imagining things. We see the kid on the log. <gasps> the old way was just saying risk. Risk is bad. You see the things that could happen. Well, I'm going to say no. And I said, no, they didn't do the log. So nothing bad happened and I feel good. I've had uh -huh. it. But then we're starting to think, well, if I say no, what are the things that the child didn't get to do? And, and so we want to say yes more. Uh -huh. But then we start to think, okay, if I see a child on the log, instead of stepping forward, our knee-jerk reaction as protectors, you know, it's in our DNA to protect our young, uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh, is instead of stepping forward and saying, no, take a step back, pause, one, 1,000, two, 1,000, and observe, right? Observe mm -hmm. the children. And do they, how do they look like they're going to, is it dangerous, really dangerous? Do they look like they know what they're doing? You have a relationship with that child. You start to like, okay, what are they doing? And then we're kind of doing this whole idea of risk and benefit when you yeah. see this, when you can danger. So we imagine the dangerous things, but now let's, let's also just imagine what are the positive things mm -hmm. on that log. And they're bouncing, they're getting skills. They, yeah. they may fall down, but they get up. So there's resiliency, you know, there's, there's all sorts of like ways that they'll feel, or, you know, even if they get hurt a little bit, they'll know that they can survive it and, you know, mm -hmm. self-esteem when they do it. So now it's not just, just looking one side of it, the risk, the danger, the injury, uh -huh. the bad stuff. Uh -huh. We also want to weigh it with the good stuff. Yeah. I think that's key. So then we look at the, and then, and then you can make your decision based on both of those Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it, it seems like we need to put a little pre-work in and sort of look at our space and say, what scares me? What makes me nervous? Mm -hmm. And then think about, okay, but what could a child benefit? Make that list. And mm -hmm. which, which of those things am I willing to give up because I'm uncomfortable? Which of those great things that a child could experience am I willing to give up because it makes me nervous? And mm -hmm. maybe that helps us prepare for it a little bit. So that in the moment, we don't have to do all that decision making. It's sort of already thought through. Yeah, yeah. It's nerve wracking. These aren't, this, none of this is easy. Hey, this, right. is all, this is all tough stuff because mm -hmm. it, it goes right to our core of, of protecting children. I mean, wanting to celebrate children and celebrating play, but also like, and we don't like that feeling. Yeah. And so we often say no, not necessarily for the children, but it's more like for us. Yeah. So we don't yeah, have that feeling. Yeah. 
or because we're nervous about that end of the day conversation that we might have to have if someone has a scratch on them when they pick up. So we, we need, there's a lot of sort of internal problem solving we need to, to run through mm-hmm. um, and, and relationships we need to work on. So the families aren't surprised if we have to talk to them about a scratch or a, um, or a great story about a child succeeding in a climb mm-hmm. or, yeah. or a jump. Um, what do you think about the idea that uh, there's a difference between risk and hazard? Yeah. How does yeah. that fit into this conversation? Yeah, I think that's a key point here. So it used to, the idea of I mean, simpli- simplified, risk is good, <laughs> ha- hazard is bad, okay. right? Yeah. And I think we, if we could think of a, a risk as something a child can choose, that, that could be a little dangerous, but a child mm-hmm. can see it and decide what they want to do. Like on that log, I could fall off and get hurt. Do I want mm-hmm. to do it? And then the child can choose yes or no. Mm-hmm. Hazard is something that, the, that could hurt a child that the child doesn't see, that the child is not choosing. Say if next to that fallen log, there was broken glass or mm-hmm. a chunk of concrete or something like that, they fall and, and they didn't choose. And then that's when they get hurt. And those are hazards. Mm-hmm. And then it's up to us as adults to get rid of all the hazards to, to, and, and all this stuff. Like we have to really be extra on our game. If we're going to say, yeah, we want children to take some more risks. We have to be vigilant yeah. in, in us clearing away all that kind of stuff. And, and really that just fits into what should be the normal like playground safety check in the morning yeah. to see what's there and all that. But we want to clear away hazards so that we can provide opportunities for risk. Mm-hmm. And, and part of the risk benefit analysis looking at the benefits and the, and the dangers is also then the management of it. Like, uh-huh. okay, let's say that fallen log, then what can we as adults do to that fallen log to ensure that it, it won't, there won't be serious injuries. Mm-hmm. And it could be, we have discussions with children about balancing, or we don't put that fallen log next to the swing set. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, what are all the things that we manage? Yeah. Yeah. Or we sand the edges or we bury it deep so it doesn't wiggle or, you know, so that there's ways it's all about, finding our yes. Uh What are the things that we can do so that we can feel comfortable saying yes? And I'm all for that. It doesn't have to be the super craziest risky thing. If, if somebody can be like, we are going to plant the, we're going to just have one log, we're going (laughs) to plant it in the ground. We're going to put wood chips all over and treat it like playground equipment. I say, okay, that's, that's great. Because then if you feel more comfortable saying yes, because of that, thing with adults and all children <laughs> when when we, we we are exercising that yes muscle that saying yes once we say uh-huh. yes the kids bounce it on the log and then we're like oh you know we're like oh they they were okay they oh, right. oh oh okay well maybe i'll try it again or maybe i'll try it again and, and mm-hmm. then the more we say yes we take deep breaths the more we can like whew, re- release a little bit mm-hmm. and maybe we're like, Oh, we can say yes a little more. Mm-hmm. And, and for me in the book, that's, that's all I really want is people just to take a little, you know, just to th- consider this stuff and then just think, how do I just do a little bit more and a little, it doesn't have to be huge, small mm-hmm. steps with this. Cause it, it's nerve wracking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It sure can be. And I think it's like, I mean, what, as, as you were just talking, it reminded me of th- when we're just in general, when we're talking about play-based or um, children being allowed to play freely, there's always some folks who have in mind chaos and then the adults are completely uninvolved. And I think this, this conversation about risky play goes that direction sometimes too. But what you're talking about is still very much, I'm involved and I'm using my professional expertise and my skills and my knowledge, but I'm not in the center of it all. Like I'm still doing this 
kind of behind the scenes stuff mm-hmm. to to use what I know about children um, and their needs and and my you know my greater experience as a human who's been on the planet for decades. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so you still have a really important role as the adult. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We're not saying like oh you know go in the corner and have you know have, right, have yeah. a prep break you know let them do Smoking whatever on the playground. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we're we're like you know you have to you have to be present. Uh-huh. But but present being present and mindful doesn't mean that you're like you said you're not necessarily involved and you're not like you're not micromanaging it yeah. but you're aware and 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 different children on that log will behave differently so you know some children oh, okay I can sit back a little bit and other children you're like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna step forward I need to be there to catch them if uh-huh. if something happens and so it's yeah we're we're kind of we're a little more heightened even though we might not be as hands on or we might not be saying no, or we might not be saying, be careful, be, be careful, be careful. Uh-huh. I just, I just did this to my son. I have a eight year old and a five year old and he was belled. I think we were in a Creek looking for crayfish. And it was going from rock to rock. And uh-huh. I said that thing of, and this messes kids up when you're like, be careful, you know, you, and, and it's in, you know, you can't help yeah. it. It's an and instinct. I think, yeah. And I think literally that like he was going to one other uh, stone in the Creek and he looked at me, what? And he missed the stone, oh. fell in the water. He, you know, he's okay. But it, I was just like, I did good it. Good one, Dad. Yeah, good one, Dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because children are concentrated. We don't want to, yeah. and, and that's children. a lot. Yeah, I'm like, let's protect the play. And really, the play is about them. And right. if we can jump in if we have to. But ultimately, we, we want to be, we want to observe and be amazed and, and see what yeah. happens. Yeah. yeah. One of the other things that comes up for me uh, in conversation and also in this class that I was talking about earlier um, is the idea of litigation that really scares people. And I, you know, other than having been a center director where there were a few injuries and nobody sued me and knowing a lot of people who work in childcare programs who have never been sued, I have a hard time answering that question to people's satisfaction. Um, and I'm sort of springing this on you. I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this, but so, so what, what do you say to, to those concerns when we're talking about allowing children to take risks? Sure. I mean, that's, that's part of why all this is so many levels to it, yeah, right? Yeah. It's very complicated to start mm-hmm. to say yes more, to let children have risky play or let children be children the way that, yeah. you know, deep down the things that we really believe in climbing trees or being barefoot or, you know, these things that we like children need, you know, to do this stuff. Mm-hmm. But certainly all that, that adult world litigation or licensing regulations and rules and stuff, that is a key factor to this. Mm-hmm. And, and in the book, I say, in some ways, it's the fear of that stuff that is even more powerful. It's that yeah. fear of litigation. It's right. the fear of what my licensor is going to say. It's the fear of what parenting's, the parents are going to say. And that stops us. And again, when we think about it, that stuff is just up here. Mm-hmm. Like it's the, the fear is we're making it up. So often it's then, okay, how do we have real conversations with, with parents say, this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think you kind of got to do your homework, I guess. I was, and if, so, so conversations with parents, conversations with your licensor, um, conversations with your staff, with your culture, yeah. about what is your culture of play and what are your rules. And mm-hmm. again, it's very, there's lots, so many layers to it. <laughs> but ultimately you want, if you're showing that you're doing things mindfully, that's what licensing wants to see ultimately. So in the book, 
I interview some licensors. Oh, excellent. <laughs> so I, I have the licensor <laughs> voice right in there. Uh -huh, and, and even the person who's like the president of the, the Association for Regulatory Administrators, uh -huh. the highest level, um, they are ultimately for risk. Uh -huh. When I talk to them, they, they get it. Wow. Risk is important because risk is just like stretching for a child that's development you know it's mm -hmm. taking things to the next level where it's you know a toddler learning to walk that, right. you know crawling that falling that's a that's a risk and that's a, and it doesn't stop from there and that's that's a child's job is to just keep going 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 to yeah. the next the next level so they say that it's very important then with your documentation mm -hmm. to show okay that that log it, it, in the old way of thinking a, a licensor might come in and say you got a you got a long log there. Let's that's not a playground piece of playground equipment. Let's mm -hmm. get that out. That's that's a hazard. Yeah. But now the new way is like no, we want that with natural playscapes and all that kind of stuff. We we want fallen logs. We want a boulder. We want mud. You know that kind of stuff. That's great. So they need the, the, all the help they can get to for you to show them that you're doing it on purpose mm -hmm. and you're doing it mindfully yeah that you've thought about the risks what are the the dangers what could happen in that mud puddle or on that log yeah. and but you here are the benefits and here's why you want to do it and then here are the mitigating the ways that you've mitigated it here's you know the management of that stuff and and that's people sometimes do it on the fly uh -huh. it's just in the moment but it's also good to do it formally you yeah. know three put it in a three ring binder <laughs> Right. And then you, yeah. you lug this out when the licensor comes, you can have that three ring binder mm -hmm. and you can be like, Oh, that, that log, well, blah, blah, blah here. Here's our risk benefit that, that boulder. Well, here's, we decide to put it way in the corner where no one's going to run into, you know, so you can talk yeah. about why, and then they can realize that you, you know what you're doing. You mm -hmm. did it on purpose. And, and that for them, and that's what these the licensors in the book say, I mean, they have a tough job because say they come into a place there might be a place with a fallen log and a boulder that the people, they didn't do it mindfully and, mm -hmm. and, and they, the kids could get hurt yeah. you know, because people yeah. aren't thinking about that. And so they have a tough, they, they like all of us want children to be safe. Right. So they need to be able to make that distinction. Does this, does this center, does do these adults, are they doing this on purpose and what is their, what's their philosophy yeah. and practice? And then they can, they can feel more comfortable saying, all right, I'll, I'll let that fall in law go. I'll let that happen because they're they're on. These people are clearly on top. Of yeah, them. and 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 that's why you see like I see like university childcare centers. They often get away with a lot more than some, some other centers that aren't mm -hmm. university because I think the licensure just assumes oh these people know what they're doing. Right, they're university, their best practice, and they're <laughs> yeah yeah they get that little benefit of a doubt that yeah. 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 And then that three room binder, I'll just finish with this is yeah. that kind of the same kind of thing is good for parents. Mm -hmm. You can, you can bring out that three room binder and, and talk about, you know, if this is your philosophy of like children to have some risk and, and the benefits of risk. And then that becomes part of the tour when you're bringing parents around to check it out for the first time. Mm -hmm. And then once, once the center starts to think, Oh, this, this is who we are. And we do celebrate play. Then your environment starts to look that way too. It starts to be a reflection of your own philosophy. And then for parents coming in, they'll see it too. Mm -hmm. And it, it's sometimes shocking if you make a change for the parents who are existing, like, yeah. wait, well, you were doing this when we first <laughs> Right. Came. This is not what I signed up uh, for. <laughs> yeah. But then once you kind of get in the groove with it, that becomes who you are and then that becomes the type of parents that you attract yeah 
you attract parents that, oh, we want this for our kids. We right. want our kids to be able to be kids and have, you know, get grass stains and mm -hmm. go home dirty and yeah. stuff. You know? That's great. That, that I, the whole idea that it's more, whether it's parent concern or licensing concern or being worried about being sued, it's all that it's, it's really more our worry more than the reality is an important thing to say out loud. Mm -hmm. I think um, I've got, so one of my, my preschool boys, well, he started kindergarten now, but um, he just lives down the road, the street from me. And he came over one day and we have a little magnolia tree, not very tall, but good for climbing lots of good spots. And he climbed clear up to the top and his mom and I were just standing there talking and um, several members of the homeowners association were taking their walk around. And I was like, Oh no, they're going to be so mad that I let a kid get in the tree. Um, also everybody in the neighborhood, but me is like 80, but, um, uh, but like for days after that, anytime I saw one of those neighbors outside, they were like, who was that little boy in the tree? He was so high up there and he's so brave. And it was heartwarming mm. to, to experience that my worry was just that it wasn't really going to be a concern. And <sighs> um, those outsiders were, were appreciative of what that little guy could do. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah. I just have to throw that in. Cause also I just like the story. <laughs> I'm yeah. having him up in my tree. Yeah, yeah. Um, so is there, is, what have we forgotten to talk about that you, you would like to, to get in? Anything? <laughs> um, I mean, there's so much. Chickens. We, we haven't <laughs> talked about chickens. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. But chickens are in the book. And, yeah. and so the, the book basically is just kind of these ideas and, mm -hmm. and, and having us kind of look within of okay when do we say yes and when do we say no what are the things that we really really know that are good for children the climbing the trees you uh -huh. know when you say about the 80 year olds when you think about like those 80 year olds they were probably the ones who were climbing right. trees yeah. they were free ranging and all that yeah. um so it looks at a lot of different kinds of play that we might feel is a little edgy mm -hmm. but we actually know that wait we want kids to be around this stuff yeah i give people tips and tools uh, of ways to think about how we can support risky play and then i do a whole like worldwide tour of centers and schools and forest schools and adventure playgrounds that have taken all this stuff to heart and mm -hmm. you know really doing it have turned yeah. the world right side up and doing it in great ways yeah. Yeah. so so if they want to order the book, they can get, I know they can order it from exchange, but yep. also just from your website, which is. That's right. Rustykeeler.com. <laughs> and I, I do, you can get a signed copy from me. So Yay. that's how I spell my name. And I hope mine is signed. Yes. Did you order it from me? <laughs> I did. <laughs> um, I fully expect it to be waiting for me as soon as I hit stop record here. Cause I've been oh, waiting so long. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It. It's gonna, it's gonna yeah. be. Yeah. Um, and you're on Facebook and Instagram. I, Facebook, yep, yep. Um, Twitter yeah. and I have a yeah Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube. Yeah, I'm starting to do these YouTube. Everywhere. Yeah. yeah. I have so much shame for getting your YouTube name wrong, by the way. That's going to haunt me all day. <laughs> oh, no, no, let it go. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much. This was fun. I really look forward to getting the book and reading through it. Um, and I, I think people are really going to um, not only enjoy it, but I think it's going to add uh, some validation maybe for some people and some permission to step outside and um, open themselves up to mm. things that maybe they weren't comfortable with. Yeah. I would love before. that. So yeah. Yeah. yeah I hope so. Hope yeah. So. so I really appreciate you spending time with us for this episode and thank you everyone as always for listening. Uh, we'll be back again next week with another episode. And that's the show. Now go get your nerd on.
Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.